0: mildly indecisive podcast i'm your co-host ian Bamro. joined with me today my co-host isaac Isaac hamilton Hamilton. yeah um all right so this conversation topic has come up a lot with like a bunch of my other friends and it's the fact that like i don't seem to have a perception of what is old so like, what is old so like how old is old to you right
1: I don't know, though. Depends on the context you're talking about. Because think about this. Like like the, There's there's like dating age, mm. right? Like, like okay, if you're going out with a girl that's like 40 mm-hmm. and you're 20, that's old. But in different contexts, that person's not old. They're like uh, just, uh, I, I don't know what you can say. Is that middle age?
0: Okay, so uh, yeah, is 40 really is definitely middle age. 40 is 100% middle age. But here's my thing, right? One, I think your concept of old changes as you get older, right? And then two, old, I think it's like something that you shouldn't necessarily like be upset by when someone's like, you're old. This all started when I was over at my cousin's place for my grandma's like 70 whatever birthday. And this mm. happened, you know, probably like four or five years back. But we were sitting there talking and um they were like, Oh, you're turning, I, I think I was turning I must have been turning like 16 or 17 because I could start driving or something like that. Right. And mm. I go, Yeah, I'm so old, man. And everyone's kind of looked, and you're like, your grandmother's turning like seventy-four how do you think that makes her feel and i was like well shit like i guess but like she's old like what do you want me to say like it's not a bad thing but like everyone's like shocked and like i don't know i'm pretty sure my aunt was pretty mad at me for it but i'm like i don't know sorry grandma this is the harsh reality i guess but like i don't know it's not a bad thing that you're old
1: I, i don't yeah i don't think so you're you're more wise I'm saying. I don't know. I think it's hard, though, for some people, because you you kind of don't like it, it's weird to think about this. Right. is like, at, at our age, especially when you're like 20 years old, like, like there is a peak. You hit a peak for almost everything in your life. You hit like your peak attractiveness. Mm-hmm. You hit your peak like fitness. You know, like even even if you work out like every day when you're 50, you, you still aren't going to get that same strength that you could have when you were 20. Right, And, like, I don't even know, man. Like, there's some things that, like, I already feel like I'm getting old on. Like, I don't know. Like, having a drink when a couple, like, a year or two ago, I'd have a lot of drinks. I'd wake up the next morning, feel fine. I could go through my day. I do that now. Holy crap. Like, I'm not even that old. One
0: of the weirdest things to me about, like, age is, like, again, you were saying how, like, it depends on the context. But, like, as a child, like, when you were, like, in middle school or whatever... You thought literally the next grade up from you was the oldest person you'll ever meet. You know what I mean? Where you hit, like, university, college, and you're, like, in a class with people that could literally be 30. And you're like, oh, you're not that old. Like, you're 10 years older than I am, but you're not that old. Like, I'm friends with at least three people that are 10 years older than I am. And, like, that's not that big a deal to me
1: it's just different though because when you're at different like ages you have a uh, different experience i i don't i hang with mostly people my own age like i like people that are older than me and stuff like that i work that i've worked with and stuff like that but like
0: i feel like age is like a terrible way to gauge like how responsible or how like well-spoken people are like i like you typically think that like in when you're in your like your 40s or 50s you've been working professionally for a while you're typically a little more like well spoken and put together whatever but like i think there's like your physical age and then there's like your mental age and like some people are still like mentally like 22 years old but they're 30 years old you know what i mean
1: yeah 100 100% bro but like there's some people that like i don't know age doesn't really mean anything to them like here's the thing about age if you believe that it's gonna hold you back it's gonna hold you back but if you don't if you just think like oh you know what i'm old but like i can still do all the stuff i could when i was young typically you can a lot Hmm. of people like I, i don't know my grandparents both work and do different stuff like like they would when they were like 40 30 20 all that kind of stuff my grandpa still does like carpentry after he retired he basically didn't retire like I don't know if you love to do stuff and you just keep doing it. And you don't give up on stuff just because of that old age. I I don't think it affects you quite the same as those people that think, oh, I'm just old and I've I've lost my faculties. Like, and also too, it's not a bad thing because with that experience, you get so much like learned knowledge that like the younger generation doesn't necessarily have. So you know way more, you've dealt with way more, and you are way better. Think about even things like that you develop as you get older, like your social skills, even like emotional control and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Imagine how good you are at that when you're old. Like you you think of the physical losses of ability you have yes but for the most part you're there's got to be like there i guess there's a sweet spot though because as you start getting really old you start losing all your faculties and at that point i I don't know i think that's just a tough look
0: i mean that's not necessarily true like my grandmother's 93 years old had a stroke like a year and a half ago and she still every day in the winter goes to the basement starts the wood stove goes upstairs (laughs) goes about her day in the summer she has an entire garden that she still maintains by herself like she lives in the middle of nowhere just by herself doing all this stuff all the time like i understand like to a degree once you start like really losing stuff like then it kind of becomes a challenge it's probably not like the greatest thing in the world but i don't know i think with age like each age has like a specific role in society right like children are meant to be cheery you know absorbing knowledge becoming what we would consider as like young adults young adults are there to you know make the mistakes but they're progressing in their lives once you kind of hit that like like full adult stage you're like a productive member society for like the majority of your life and then you Mm -hmm. hit like the elderly stage and you retire and like your role as an elderly person isn't to like be necessarily a productive member of society by like working every day, but to be productive in the sense that like you have this wealth of knowledge and wisdom that you've garnered over the course of, you know, the 65, whatever years you've lived. And your job now is to share that knowledge with like the, the youth and the young adults of the world. To try and teach them the values and lessons that you learned throughout your
1: life old age though is i i guess that's like should be the idea of old people but it's not it's not necessarily always always that i guess like depends too on how you've lived your life because i feel like a lot of like older people had this notion especially like in the generation of older people we have now that like they could work hard for their life, and then once they they retired and they were done, it was all going to be magic and better. But mm. I don't necessarily know if if that proves true at this point. I don't I don't know if when you're retired, you can necessarily have like you're necessarily better off than you would have been having more fun when you were younger. Like mm. it's a weird concept to think about right that retirement thing that you're one day we haven't even gotten in the workforce and then one day you're never you're done working basically and you just live off whatever money you've saved up for kind of the rest of your life i don't Mm. know seems odd i think
0: the one thing that kind of ruined old age was the introduction of like retirement homes because that's the last place anyone wants to end up it's like yeah i don't it's like a an asylum for old people right is really what it yeah. is like and no one wants to be like the hannibal Lecter in this situation right no one wants mm-hmm. to just be stuck in this asylum and i think that's now like the fear that everyone has that we're all going to get just thrown into a home and forgotten about and that's what like the last thing they want
1: yeah but like i don't know that's that's ever like you even made choices i i don't know i don't know anybody's like here, here's the people that end up in homes, though, are the like elderly people that can't take care of themselves, but then also require like family members to either take care of them, and their family members don't always. I don't want to say don't love them because there's lots of people that love their grandparents and still decide to put them in a home, but have decided that like they're not gonna use their time for that, and like uh-huh. I don't know, I get that, but. I don't get the the putting somebody in a home thing. I, I get in some situations it may be difficult. I also don't think people know how bad some of the homes truly are.
0: Well, that's I, I just think COVID the thing. really
1: shines some light on that. Like people, people have died. I saw this guy on TikTok that apparently got fired because he unplugged somebody's dialysis machine at an old folks' home jesus his phone christ charger. <laughs>
0: oh my so god bad.
1: that's <laughs> the like, sign mm-hmm. that
0: our generation is fucked because like we like, just are glued to our phones oh my god yeah i know
1: we're glued to our phones he's getting sued no shit you basically killed somebody you like indirectly ended somebody's life like what? that that's like me walking up to you just snipping a blood vessel from your heart like how is that not
0: like a like A manslaughter charge, bro, you. you know cool. what I mean? I, I don't
1: know, but, like, I don't know. Well, the guy's not on TikTok anymore. That's the weird thing about TikTok. You see all these people from you, God knows where. <laughs> Doing God knows what. Yeah. And the, the best part is the dumber they are, the more viewers they get.
0: I think that's the issue with it. We're letting, the, like, we're letting stupid people take over the world through like via the internet.
1: Bro, the world is getting stupider, though. Like, that that's is so
0: true.
1: People are getting dumber. And it's not even because, like, it's just because it's easier now. Everything's easier. Hmm. We have, but we have like a weird problem because nowadays, because what I was going to say is, you know, how like your parents grew up, if they wanted to, they had to write a research paper, a paper of any kind. You basically had to go to a library, find a friggin' book, read that book, and then use the information of that book. And it wasn't like you could quickly search for information for ideas you already thought you had you already had you kind of had to do the research ahead of time get educated and then use that to make a paper of some kind where now you can come up with ideas and then find information about it to help you further better that point but the problem is what they never had to do is they never were unsure of the reliability of that information where now when you go on google and you search something you, that information whatever you're going off of isn't necessarily reliable So you get all these extreme points of view because everybody's going off different data and there's not really a great indication of like what is fact and what is not. We have like so much information, but like no way of distinguishing from reality.
0: No, and I think that's fair. Like to put it into like perspective, right? Like I've written probably a good 10s, 20s, 30 papers, right? I could probably tell you one or two facts about you know maybe three of the papers but like Mm -hmm. i don't retain that information i just take a point that i have like you said find some stuff to back it don't learn it just do enough of like uh, get enough of an understanding that i can use it to back a point throw it into a paper like submit it and then forget everything i just did and move on to the next thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i don't know if it's that we just don't necessarily value the information as much or if we just don't have the time that they used to like our world seems to be moving so much faster than our parents did right we're like i don't necessarily have the time to sit down and read an entire book to do research like i look for research papers that are like max 10 pages and then if it's longer than that i just disregard it entirely And it's like I think it also goes down to like our attention span because our attention spans are so much less than like our our parents or whatever and like that seen through especially through like the YouTube stuff where like videos that are longer than like 10 15 minutes never really get watched as much cuz no one makes it to mm. the end of them or like TikTok how everything is in this short form media even Instagram and like the IGTV stuff right most of it's like super short form because no one can pay attention to anything for longer than five minutes.
1: No, that's that's very factual. Nobody has much of an attention span, and like it's it's weird too. Because I think the best way to get ahead is to actually do the things of the people, is to use your attention span to push it. Right? If you a lot of people that read a ton of books end up doing very well because they retain a lot of knowledge. Think about how much stuff a person can put in a book versus a thirty-second video. Right. Right so we get this like it's weird cuz we don't have in-depth knowledge. We have very we have surface level understanding of a lot of things. And that's what's kind of weird. And then yeah. with that surface level people form concrete opinions, which is the other other problem I have with society today because when you form concrete opinions on very shallow ideas and very shallow knowledge, you're not necessarily forming what would be the best opinion. Now, a lot of the time you get so closed off afterwards because all these other people form the same opinion based off the short thing they've seen. And now you believe that to be fact, even though it may not be.
0: Yeah. And I I think this is like a conversation you and I have had like probably, you know, a handful of times where I hate when people, you know, post stuff on their social media that they found somewhere else without digging deeper into it because half the time they're wrong about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Half the time that post that they're reposting is biased in some way that it misrepresents the information and it drives me absolutely up the wall because I can't (laughs) fathom being so uneducated on something that I'm just like mindlessly throwing it out there and putting my name on like an opinion when that opinion can be one wrong, but too detrimental to like my image. Mm
1: hmm but the other thing too i guess with news sources even is there now so news sources even have had to get more extreme with what they sell because of the internet and social media because the stuff on social media that generates buzz is headlines and now news places can't compete with social media because social media is just absolutely Mm -hmm. blowing them out of the market because they have to make stuff more and more exciting every time to get more and more social media attention and the problem with like with with that is then it becomes these polarizing cases and you end up with far the Fox news and the CNN. Like you have two polar opposite in news that both say they're the most reliable. You know what? The one thing Ben Shapiro has his own news station. It's called the daily wire. The one difference between his thing, it's heavily conservative and it's very, very, it's not, it's very, very biased, but he states that it is a conservative news channel and it is biased. he, they they, are, they pre-state their biases. I think people need to be aware. I think these news should be required to state their bias biased if they have a left-leaning left or a right-leaning agenda mm-hmm. and allow kind of... So that way people understand what they're listening to and can go over and maybe listen to some of the other sides so then they can get both sides of the equation because you never really get the full story without both sides because everybody's going to have two different opinions on everything.
0: Right um i think especially with when you were talking about like taglines right how they have to have like the craziest tagline to get people's attention i think that's another difference between like our generation and previous ones it's like previous generations their media was just more concrete factual like this is what happened here's the story there might still be some biases but I feel like biases got amplified as soon as we started saying things like, um, you know, like, bringing it far left, far right, um, and creating, like, this this exaggerated uh, reality of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, that's the, the sad part because, like, that's also the reason why I think our media these days tend to be less thoughtful and more, um, like, The shock factor, the shock value of it, right? So, like, a lot of movies nowadays are like this action movie, all this sorts of stuff. But like, I find it hard to find underlying messages in a lot of movies these days. Where Mm -hmm. when you watch like an older film, you're like, oh, this is the message they're sending out to the to the people watching it, or even in music, right? Like, especially in hip hop, there used to be like more of a message behind a lot of the songs. Now it's a lot of club music, which don't get me wrong, is fantastic right it's fun because it's it's more based on feeling rather than content but i still think there needs to be a market for content so that we can have something that kind of teaches us while we enjoy it
1: elon musk is taking a look at one of the cool things he's done and everybody knows him for his startups but he actually started like a schooling program mm. And basically the idea is he teaches, he has no, he doesn't divide kids by age. And he focuses on problem solving skills and teamwork. So these kids get very good at utilizing other members of their team based on the skills they know each, each of them have. They understand their own skills, what they bring to the table. But then they also understand the skills of their peers. So then when they're asked to complete a task, they can utilize the best people And the kids will tell you, we'll say we're going to use him for this because it's it's under tight time crunch. And this is why we, he works better under pressure or this needs to be very, this is very complicated, but has a long time to be done. So this guy's a much slower thinker, but comes up with better ideas. Mm. So it was cool because they're teaching school in a more functional and practical way. I think where a lot of the cookie cutter, just classes for everybody doesn't really highlight individual skills (laughs) and doesn't teach people how to utilize them. Right. Mm-hmm. When one of the biggest things with leadership is not how well you can, and I don't mean use people like, but mm-hmm. how much each how you can make each person the ultimate like person do the, yeah. do the most for whatever you're trying to do. You're
0: playing to their skill set.
1: Yeah, you want and you want to Ideally, like a lot of people say when dating, the best couples and the relationships that last the longest aren't when you find somebody that's similar to you, it's when you find somebody that can that their strengths are what you're weak in. Right. If you have weaknesses and you pick a partner that has different that, that is strong in those areas that you're weak, but you're strong in the areas they're weak, then you've got a very good team, but you also don't interfere with each other because you use each other's strengths rather than compete with each other about things that like if you had the same strengths you'd be constantly competing with each other. Instead you're utilizing that. Yeah. So that I think makes that's sense. like a very interesting just look at education in general.
0: Yeah, it kind of reminds me. You were telling me a little bit earlier how like you had been listening to something or read something about there's like this like level theory to to age and how. Oh, no, this is this yeah, is another.
1: This is why I love the internet. All right, TikTok is the best app in for this reason only. You see so much good content because you get everybody's ideas. But this guy has this idea. And I think it's great. So you know, people don't like getting old for various reasons because they feel old or whatever. But I think it's just because of the way we phrase age. We just give it a number. You've lived for this many years. Nah, screw that. Life is like a game. and the game of life, we should do it by levels. Is what this guy's pitching. And I love it. Imagine, like, I'm on level 20 right now. That would be, like, somebody at level 87, bro. My grandma or grandparents, like, when they up at their level, they, like... Bro, I made to level seventy-five. Like, do, you can't be talking your shit yet. Like, you haven't even made it close to this level, bro. Each and the thing is, it's you. Some levels are harder for other people, which is is kind of a cool way of thinking about it in this game of life. Some levels are going to be more difficult than others. Some years are going to be harder than others because everybody has different circumstances. So but instead of saying like the longer you can go, the the more you're winning in the game of life, I guess.
0: Right. So you could say like like. In reference to it being a game, right? You could say that level twenty one for you was much harder than say level twenty two, right? Yeah. But instead of being like, Oh my god, this year, like twenty twenty one was sucked, it was difficult, you'd be like, Twenty twenty one was a really hard or twenty one was a hard level.
1: Yeah, level right? level twenty one's kicking my ass, or level twenty yeah. two's kicking my ass. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. But
0: That's then just... you hit level twenty three and you're like level twenty three is my shit. It's, exactly. Yeah. You, you don't know. I feel like it's like and a I, more positive spin on it,
1: but here's the problem, though. It, it, it also though highlights the idea: the higher level you get to, the better your life is. And I don't know if that. I I I'd, I'd rather be here for a short time in a good time than a like a shitty existence in a long time. Like I, right. I'd rather live a short life that I really enjoy than a long life that isn't fun. Like that I don't that I that I'm miserable.
0: What if there were like. Instead of taking it year by year as level per level, you did it like there were milestones you had to hit to reach the next level of your existence. So we created yeah, like it, a weird hierarchy within the society um, of Ian, levels. Ian,
1: Ian, we're not allowed to do hierarchies on anything else ever anymore. So what would make you think we could hierarchy people based Dude, on the you age? could
0: create like a George Orwell 1984 social class. Oh, uh, that'd be fucking crazy. Though. This
1: is this is the problem with all the, with a lot of these movies. people. Their hierarchies exist and, and the people that are low in them have just decided that they're going to declare war on the hierarchies. And just I don't know. You got to respect hierarchies. At, at some point, every kingdom has them like a vegan would asks uh why do you guys not eat meat for or why do you guys think it's morally correct to eat meat and here's my opinion on why it's morally correct to eat meat even though we have alternatives if we were not designed to be at the top of the food chain if we were not the top dog we wouldn't have been like we're the top dog for a reason if the only reason we're at the top of the food chain is because we're smart enough to kill everything else we don't have the athletic ability of every every other animal we just more intelligent we are winning this game. We're ruling the, the, the planet, basically. So if we weren't designed to, and if we're really screwing it up that much, then something else that's stronger than us should take us out evolutionary style. Mm. But it hasn't. So we should just, in order to continue evolving, I think we just need to continue utilizing the resources we got. Now, there's some things that we can't do because if we keep doing them, like, we gotta look at our climate eventually. Mm. Because if we keep getting more and more extreme weather, we're going to extinct ourselves.
0: So we're, mm-hmm. like, too smart for our own good, is what you're saying?
1: Well, no. All I'm saying is that if you, make the argument, if you want to make the argument that we weren't supposed to eat animals like a lot of vegan people like to make, no, we were. Otherwise, we wouldn't be at the top. If That's we weren't saying.
0: meant to eat animals, we also wouldn't have developed the, like, features the that... Nutrient, like,
1: the nutrient needs?
0: That and the features that allow us to to be able to process this like we have the 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 canines and whatever other teeth that allow you to be able to eat that kind of food right if you were to try and get you know like something that was a herbivore to try and eat meat it would have such a hard time chewing through it Mm -hmm. it's just not built that way so we've Mm -hmm. been built biologically in a way that we can eat meat
1: yeah like i don't know yeah and also too, we would like you need certain animal proteins. Uh, you need certain animal fats. Mm. You need calcium.
0: Right. Um, bringing Teary. it kind of back around though to that the whole old person thing, right? The one thing I love about getting older is the fact that you can have more of like a a no fucks given kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I love watching old people out in public. Because they will literally give no shits about anything around them. You could Mm -hmm. be saying the stupidest stuff and they will straight face just keep on walking. And Mm -hmm. I really saw this. So, not today. So, yesterday. Yesterday, I woke up 1155. Had to be at work for 12. Run to work. Right? Mm -hmm. Get there. Walk in. My uh, my boss hits me first thing, you wanna be on TV? And like in a daze, catching my breath, I go, Yeah, sure. And then it clicks and I go, Wait, what the fuck did you just say to me? And so I had to do this this interview for CTV for our restaurant. Then later that night, I get an email from one of my profs. And my mm. prof the subject line of his email was I saw you tonight. Already <laughs> creepy. The next thing, the body of the paragraph, all it said was looking good. Now, I understand it makes sense in context, but (laughs) you should give a little more of a fuck to just realize that that email is creepy (laughs) as all sin. (laughs) But this guy is old. So he's got the point where he's like, he's just typing this out because it's easy doesn't really care. It gets the message across. Mm-hmm. If I were to have written something like that at my age to someone else, I would have police knocking at my door being like, are you stalking this person? I think if I were to get old, I would actually like, I would love to be a Walmart greeter for the whole like sense that I would sit there at my job, just stand there or whatever. And I think I would just try and find ways, with, like, find ways to screw with people. And it'd be like, they'd come over and ask me, like, do you know where this is in the store? And intentionally, I'd point them somewhere else. And then if they came back and found me again, they'd be like, oh, it wasn't there. That was the wrong aisle. I would just keep sending them to the wrong place and just claim that I, I just forgot because of my old age. I think that'd be so entertaining as an old person. But like, I don't know. I feel like I'd also be like the old person to like, screw with my friends and family and just like like fake a heart attack boy who cried wolf style um but who knows i feel like that could also go terribly wrong again boy who cried wolf just end up like dying because they didn't believe that i was actually you know having a heart attack or something along those lines but who knows i don't know i feel like too many people are like scared of old age old age shouldn't be something you're you're necessarily frightened of it's something to work towards and like if you lived your life in a way that you felt was you know how it should be lived you should end up in a spot where you should be able to look back on life and be like oh i accomplished something or oh i did this or i remember that it was a great moment and be able to like sit back and kind of take in everything you've done as a human it's kind of like when you go on vacation and when you're there you like the the whole point leading up to it you're excited for it right that's kind of like your childhood you're like oh i'm gonna be an astronaut i'm gonna be this that and then eventually you kind of get there and you're you re- you're your expectations become reality or they become more realistic and like, Oh, I'm not going to be an astronaut, but I'm going to be, I don't know, like, a, will be a Marine biologist, whatever. Or I'm not going to be, um, you know, the best chef in the world, but I'm going to be a cook. All right. And it's like on vacation, you get there and you're like, this is a nice hotel. It's not like, it's not a, um, you know, five star. It it's still a th- three four star hotel, whatever. Then you enjoy your time while you're there, but you're you're living it in the moment. You're not taking everything in necessarily for what it was. And then when you go home from vacation, you you remember, you're looking through the photos, you're really like taking everything in, remembering life as it was. And that's kind of how I feel like age and old age works. It's like every moment leading up to your old age is you either pre-vacation or during vacation, and old age is like post-vacation, Ugh. where that's how you're like recollecting on everything.
1: I was just fucking incredibly sick to my stomach. Now I think it has something to do with the almost liter of iced tea I've drank in since we started this podcast <laughs> and fact thirty minutes ago. Uh,
0: the fact that oh, it's, it's super acidic. Pure sugar.
1: So, oh. And super sick. So, we got some water here. <laughs> Alright, we good. It is long, and I feel pretty good now. So, as long <laughs> as we don't fucking vlog, <laughs> I was like, Ian, you're talking, and I'm literally sitting here, I'm like, fuck, I think I'm a puke. I'm sweating, <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> did you rebuking? Yeah, I did, I threw up a shit ton, holy crap. Jesus. I'm, feel better now? Oh, a million times, and the All thing right. is, like. I oh, don't know. Usually, it comes back a little bit right after you, like right after you're done. You feel good for a second, mm. and then like you, you, it starts to come yeah. back, but it's not coming back. So, nice. I think I just had to get all the ST out of me.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Well, all right. On that note,
1: um, back to it.
0: So, I was just kind of comparing <laughs> the whole idea of old age to how, like, a vacation. How, like, youth as you, you're, you know, getting excited for you know life and um and like before a vacation you're kind of getting excited for the vacation and then during your vacation you're just kind of living in the moment right Mm -hmm. and like during life you've kind of come down to realize that you're not going to be an astronaut but you know you can be you know maybe a marine biologist or you're not going to be the best chef in the world but you can still be a pretty damn good cook um and then like it's still funny
1: though
0: wait, and then old age is you recollecting and like really taking in everything you've done in your life and that's kind of like what happens after vacation. You're looking back at the photos and remembering all the good times and really taking in everything you've done.
1: I like that analogy, actually. I don't know. I think even even in old age, I think you're just, you've figured out what it makes you happy. And what I find cool about a lot of old people is they have really, they really know it. Like they're, they're, they know themselves and they understand kind of the bare minimum of what they need. Mm-hmm. And I think through the rest of your life, you're kind of trying to figure that out. And I think if you try and put too much emphasis on doing one one thing and you Mm -hmm. fail at it, it's going to be even tougher than if you had just kind of like materialized yourself in many things. Because, like, there's that age, right, where you realize that those dreams you had as a kid are for most people are probably not going to come to fruition. Like. At a certain age, every kid that plays hockey realizes he's not going to make the NHL. There's there's a better than not chance that no matter how hard you work, you are probably not going to make it unless Mm -hmm. you're at a certain level by that point. Same with, I don't know though, cooking is one of those things you can can become a master if you put hours and hours and hours into it, but like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. There's so many amazing chefs in the world that... Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. So there's always that, there's that like, weird point where you give up on your dreams and decide to become realistic. And I think that's like the one spot where people make go wrong a lot. They assume since they can't chase their dream, they just do something that pays the bills and gets it done. Mm. But I don't think that's the way to go. You gotta, you gotta figure out something else that you really enjoy to do that is actually feasible and practical with your life. The great part about the 21st century, you can pretty much do anything you wanna do as long as you can find a way to make money at that. Like uh, I was yeah. looking, I don't I don't know. I love to ski. So after school, I was hoping to do a career with skiing. And I was like, you know what? I'm curious. What kind of careers can I think of that involve skiing? That you don't need to be because I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a very, very good skier. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say anything against that, but I'm not a professional. I can't go and do backflips going down mm-hmm. cliffs and stuff like that. However, the guys that film those are not professionals, and the only requirements are professional skiing. So or is that you can ski well. So wouldn't it be cool? It's cool like for me to think that I could do a job eventually, even just for a couple of years and don't make much money, but have a lot of fun ski and film professionals doing it, mm. then that's that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Like whatever you like to do, you can find some way to make money in.
0: Well, I I, cool I know you even talked about at one point, like I know it's not directly skiing, but taking something you love, which is hospitality and working in this industry because you just like being interactive with people and going working at a ski resort now you may not actually t- like be working skiing but you're in a place that that's the main like activity you get to spend your days after work or prior to work skiing like i i know what you mean like i think people go wrong by thinking they can't do something because they can't do it directly how they want to it can't just be handed to them they can't find a workaround
1: You know the other thing, too, I think a lot of people don't do stuff because of other people, which I find so funny, right? Mm. Like if I know a lot of people that will text, like say they say you send out a text and nobody responds like you you really want to go do something and nobody else is down to do it with you. They just won't go do it. I'm like the opposite. I'll just go do it by myself and hopefully I have a fun time. Like one cool thing that I find that I think builds a lot of conversational skills is have you ever been to a restaurant? by yourself like eating at a restaurant completely alone
0: i'm here's the weird thing yes but most of the time i'm also doing school work when i'm doing that
1: Okay. i don't know so for me i used to go into there's this swarm of place peanut nuts i used to go there all the time at like three o'clock on my break when i'd be working and eat there and i'd sit there for like half an hour and it was the funnest thing ever because i got to know the guys in there really well just from sitting there chatting with them
0: yeah, I I'm had like a similar experience. Um there's this restaurant called uh, the iconic cafe at the bottom of my mom's uh like office building. And I'd mm-hmm. go and sit at the bottom of that and wait for my mom to be finished work uh like once a month and you know, for a ride home and um I got to know the guy that ran the kitchen very well and he was this guy from Sweden and he would he actually got out his like notebook that he had made over the course of his career. This guy was like 60 years old and showed me like all of his notes for different things. It was crazy. So awesome. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like just being out there and doing things puts you in a situation that makes you like interact in environments that may not be the most comfortable, but make you develop as a person.
1: And I don't know. I, I'm also different. Like, I, I I don't know if everybody would necessarily enjoy that, but I always find you, you meet the most, and you just get different stuff. You get different conversations. You meet different people. I don't know. Never the same. Yeah. That's fun. I think
0: that's kind of the, the issue, though. Is like not everyone's able to do that. Everyone's different, right? Um, uh-huh. And this kind of brings me into something I wanted to talk about, which was like, would you go to Mars? Because everyone has a different opinion on, on whether or not they'd leave Earth. Yeah.
1: No, I'm not going to Mars. Like I I don't I don't care, I don't care if the Earth is burning. And you tell me to hop on a jet, uh-uh. I'll be the last one here, motherfucker. <laughs> Actually, you gotta leave me with at least somebody else so I can get this human race restarted.
0: Right? You want to have like the Adam and Eve, that like type thing where uh, you're gonna wanna, be. I,
1: what was it? Was it I'm not a god? <laughs> at that point, maybe I am. Yeah.
0: Last one left. related to me you're gonna end up having like a Wally standing. type situation you're, you're gonna be Wally, and your eva's gonna come flying out of nowhere
1: nah i'm gonna have a boruto situation where it's just me and one other guy fighting for the death of the world <laughs> cd's winning there's just two of us alive <laughs> death match
0: that's funny as hell actually here's the thing why wouldn't you want to go to mars
1: because like it's not guaranteed, and it's a long trip for you to fuck up. Okay. Like you run out of food on Mars. Next next nearest food's not coming for a couple of years. Right. You run out of water, electricity, oxygen. Nothing is coming for years. It takes you years to get there. It could take them years to send supplies. I'm so you not got one disagreeing. I'm... Motherfucker that eats a little too much and you got a real problem.
0: I'm in the same respect as like I wouldn't go to Mars. I think it's ridiculous. It's like,
1: yo, here's the thing: people are signing up for one-way trips. Like, you're never coming back. You're just okay with that. Like,
0: I think you and I have like such ourselves so rooted in this planet at this point in time. Like, I feel like the people that are signing up to go have either devoted their lives to science or don't have themselves like rooted on this planet. Don't have like too many connections and are willing to just leave and not come back because then they can make new connections elsewhere.
1: Yeah, but like, uh, I don't think he ever replaced the connections.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either. I think the idea of going to Mars baffles me for the sole reason of, I get that this planet may not be able to sustain us any longer, but this is where we were, you know, created, and this is where we're supposed to live. And the fact that we're trying to juxtapose and put ourselves on another planet seems weird because it's not built to house us we're trying to adapt the planet to us not and like it doesn't work that way we should adapt to the planet but we just can't
1: yeah i don't know we're kind of a flawed creature
0: but like also evolution like in like the sense that okay we've gotten the world to this point but evolution should dictate that we should change to be able to survive the the coming changes in the planet right
1: yeah, I don't know. We're not evolving, though. And you know what's hard for people to accept? We may just go extinct. Lots of species have. Lots of species will continue to. We just may be one of them. Yeah. Like, we had a good run. That. We've had a great run. A spectacular <laughs> run. Yeah. I don't know. The thing All is- I'm saying, though, sorry, if the world's going to end, do not let it be a goddamn pandemic. Zombie apocalypse alien invasion here's the thing New i don't want an alien Winter, invasion anything but a pandemic
0: i don't want an alien invasion at all if we're gonna die and go extinct i want to because we're on top i want to go out on top like i don't no, want anything no. coming in and taking over of like us like let's just keep our spot as the best
1: but yo, know, for the first time ever you know what aliens would do they would force the human race who right now everybody has a problem with everybody else for something there's everybody hates each other in some facet for some reason because of something you know what I'm saying mm. i feel like it would take away almost all that hatred because it's no longer it's no longer a me versus them mentality even in the species of human it's a me we've got to fuck these guys up as a species or we're we done like there's a whole you know what i'm saying it's like
0: a unifying factor the
1: whole world would have to unite like we'd be running like the world allied forces fighting against the friggin aliens
0: that's a cool way to think about it too if i was that's the only way we're uniting (laughs) yeah 100 percent. there's not and even then i have a feeling that some people would just be like nah we're joining the aliens it'd be like what do you mean you're joining the aliens like this oh, is yeah. some double-crossing, backstabbing stuff that you're pulling on me right now, and I'm not about
1: it. But like, there would definitely too be some pro people protesting us going to war with the aliens. Like, oh, there are friends they're trying to help. Oh. No, nah, we we get we get our military run for that war. I don't want the U.S. and Canada running our military. We need our most ruthless leaders. Get Kim out there. <laughs> get friggin' Get all those people.
0: I mean that's one actually, way to put it. That's for sure. I like. I don't disagree at all. Like, anymore. like you can't be diplomatic in that respect because <laughs> no. one, I'm assuming they're not going to be able to speak our language. So like, it's not like you can uh, like argue Bro, with them or even like uh, negotiate with them, right? No, exactly. So We're it's just all or nothing. It's let's just nuke them. Let's let's put everything we got at them. Let's let's send okay. them out of here. Let's become one as a human race and, like, disregard our differences to fight this one power. I think that's kind of the issue we have right now is that everyone feels like, you know, they need to have some reason to hate someone right now. Like,
1: no, it's not even that. It's that it, it, well, like it, I, I don't think it's about hating other people necessarily. I think the problem is is everybody feels that just because somebody doesn't agree with your morals or ethics or opinions, that they're somehow evil for that in your mind. Mm. And then what you do is you take these opinions and you put them all together in a generalization because we love to generalize. and then, like, uh, and then basically like you generalize the group and then you build a hatred towards that group because of some some reason just because they don't agree with what you're doing because they don't agree they are enemy I guess is the way to look at it and some people don't right like it's it's a weird only certain groups that are fighting for certain things decide to villainize the rest are actually pretty tolerant of the other group and would like to have a conversation about it in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. I generalizations scare me because I think it's like such a dangerous path to go down.
1: No, in, in buying what I so there's some another TikTok, but this one, this girl had sorry, my cords are all tangling up. Sorry, there's some girl on TikTok and she says her her thing is that she avoids men, but basically, what her logic is is that if you have a box of cookies there's 12 cookies in that box and some of them may be made of shit and you can't tell which ones are which you're going to be weary of all the cookies. That analogy only works if every single guy looks the same, acts the same, talks the same, does the same things, has the same moral and ethical code, which just isn't true.
0: Yeah, because we're all unique. Like Every person is unique. Every single person on this planet is unique.
1: There's some men that take incredible that that protect and stand up for women when they need it in in situations like that and then there's other men that that are victimizers and like it's different because like you're trying to generalize this whole group but the other problem is you're never going to get the agreement or even even on issues that people can agree with. Everybody can agree that rape is is one of the most heinous crimes in that somebody who's who actually has raped another person should be hung or shot by firing like i genuinely believe that people that have actually committed rape should be fully in jail and i have no issues with that they should be in jail they should be executed they should be castrated however however people who didn't do it and by villainizing men saying that all of us are rapists we're going to be less likely to help you if you get in a more dangerous situation. If you end up in a situation that that you need help from another guy, but you've said that all men are rapists, I'm not going to get involved because I don't want to get in shit for that situation, and I don't really feel compelled to help. Mm. But if you were more like, "Hey, this is the problem we've been having with some men, mm. here's some ways you can help. That would be much more of a phrase that I would respond to better.
0: I think that's half the issue with a lot of activism right now. It's like everyone has the agenda and maybe the right moral intentions behind Mm -hmm. it, but no one is actually doing anything productive about it to get to where they want to be. Right. They can say everything they want, but until you actually, you know, get your hands dirty and put yourself out there and start, you know, doing something that makes a physical change you're essentially doing nothing Mm -hmm. but i don't think a lot of people have come to that realization yet which is kind of sad right like you can say everything you want you can repost whatever you want but you're falling victim to this like mindless game where your guilt is being satisfied by you know pretending to be an activist without actually going out and marching or going out and like trying to change legislation or, you know, putting yourself out in a position where you might fail, but the failure isn't detrimental. That failure is just, you know, one more step into trying to figure out the right thing to do or how to get the right things changed.
1: Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And even like when it comes to racism, I, I don't I, I don't think like I'm not a racist person. I've got many different friends of many different colors, and apparently that's once again not an excuse. I don't treat people differently. I've I grew up in a very multicultural town. My elementary school, there was only two to three, maybe four white kids in each class. Like there was it was a very diverse group of students. So I'm come from an area, like I'm just from outside of Toronto, and it's very, very diverse. There is very, very few. So I, I'm not I don't see or despair against different groups. And I treat everybody the same, regardless of what they look like. And I, I think that should be more than enough. And if there was somebody being racist, I would speak out against it. But I don't think I need to be actively going against, like, I, I don't think I need to be actively posting about racial issues that are happening. But the thing is, what can I do? Well, what, what do you, like, it, does me actually posting shit on my story make any kind of fucking difference?
0: this is this is my argument against that doesn't. and i agree with you because when we the whole black square thing was going around i understand the message behind it i think it's great i don't have anything against it i just think it's only influential if you're already a person who has A multi-million you know maybe even ten thousand hundred thousand person (laughs) outreach if you're just like a like a normal person within your community and have like 300 followers or whatever that group of people probably also follows you you probably follow them and you probably also follow the same other people so when you see you know you probably saw 300 black squares but they also saw the same three hundred black squares that you saw. It's just this inbreeding of uh social like sociopolitical like activism that doesn't reach further than that group of like small group of people.
1: And and honestly, that's what I'm trying to get across here. Is is almost now now that I think about it a little more and now that you kind of said it like that, I think almost there's different levels of activism. There's like surface level activism, which are the people that know very little but are are posting just because they want to look like they care about it because they, they think that by posting about the problem you you have made some kind of meaningful contribution and to be honest you really haven't mm. you, you've just you've just told me you've just informed me of a problem that i already know exists <laughs> if i see another post about that girl who tried to stab the other girl getting shot I, i'm just gonna unfollow because in all fairness i know that's happened i know it's bad but unless you've got a great way to go about solving police reform that is other than defunding the police, it's which is not a stupid, great idea yeah which is not a good idea you can't defund the police and we see in some areas there are like these record levels of crime right now because of all this tension and all of the in the, the current political climate we sit in with covid so the solution is not defund the police and maybe get the police better training give them less power like there's a lot of things you can do differently yes but i think too a lot of people need to look at the situations they're put in especially with that girl with a knife i don't see where the time for a warning shot or a taser would have been if somebody's attacking you with a knife i do not want them shooting them with a taser because that's going to make them convulse Mm-hmm. And when you're holding a knife and convulsing, I don't know what they
0: <laughs> Yeah, the knife like, it's so sporadic. That matter, you don't know what's going to happen. And they're hurting gonna happen. themselves too.
1: They can right. end up hurting... They just as easily they could end up hurting themselves they can end up hurting somebody else. Yeah. So that whole situation's bad and so many people post about this. And then there's the next level. The activists who are actually making a contribution to this goddamn world because they're the people that are coming up with solutions and going to these policy makers, lawmakers, stuff like that. If you just post on social media and get a million views, that's great. But... If nobody ever contacts any policymakers, lawmakers, or or comes up with any ideas as to how to actually solve these issues, then, then you're not really doing anything in the grand scheme of things. I, I want people to, instead of posting problems, post their own solution that is logical and reasonable and explain why it's logical and reasonable and then back it up with how how to go about funding it. Like when you start a company, you think of how to do all these different things. And what you're doing by making a product is you're solving an issue in somebody's life. Essentially. That's what products do. If you're bored, you have video games to fulfill that need. You're you're fulfilling needs. So with these social issues, I'd say it's the same as a product. They need to fix the problem or find some way to solve it rather than just create awareness around the problem. Great. Once everybody's aware of the problem, cool. Now we know there's an issue but how the hell are we going to fix it?
0: So I actually saw something very nice today. So I have a buddy who who's big into fitness and he has a a degree in it. And he posted this thing saying that there's only five uh, supplements that are FDA approved out there. And that those are the only five that are, you know, are actually, you know, useful for weight loss or whatever it was that he was talking about. And that all these other ones don't actually follow the laws of thermodynamics, which I don't know what that means, but he does. So, you know, I trust him and, he was like, if you want to lose weight, the best way to do it is not to go through supplements or all, or any like hacks. It's to have a caloric deficit in your day by 200 to 500 calories. And then he went on to even say, if you're interested in doing this, DM me. And we'll figure it out together. That's a solution to a problem he presented, right? That's a problem that's known. It's a problem he represented to us, but he came up with a solution. That's what you're saying. If you just want to present a problem to me, great. I don't want to hear it because if you have nothing better to tell me other than this is a problem, that's fine and dandy. But like, I need you to give me more. I don't care if your idea is bad because eventually if enough people give us enough ideas and this is the you know glory of the Internet is enough ideas. One of them will finally be a good one. Someone will have a good idea out there and we'll find that idea eventually because there's just so much knowledge and so much, so many opinions being shared throughout the day.
1: Yeah. And I think part of the other thing is people in some ways need to take this to a less, less personal level. Mm. It doesn't need to be about the people that oppose your idea Mm. or have different opinions than you. It, It shouldn't be about those people. I think instead it needs to be about the the people that I don't even know. You, how you to want try. to take it
0: from being directed towards a person to being directed towards more like the the concept, the idea, like the overarching theme of it. Right. And I, I know what you mean, but like, I think the reason why we target people in specific is because it's easy and it's like, the stepping stones into reaching the greater issue.
1: But here's the thing. How does canceling one person help the issue at all?
0: I don't think... It, you're right, it doesn't. That's that's where...
1: How, how does canceling manage... one person because of something bad they've said do anything for the solution? It doesn't, in the grand scheme of things. Right. It just uses fear, which isn't really a great motivator.
0: I think you're right in the sense that it once they're canceled, they're canceled, that's it. And now what? They need to act on the that person being canceled as like that that leap forward being like okay we're gonna take now this person and then we're gonna take the group they were involved with that was you know <laughs> pushing these poor ideals and then from that group you're gonna go to the next one and to the next one and then eventually you'll you'll start to reach a point where your your movement is going to either one reach these people and eliminate them from whatever it is they're doing or the people are that are within these organizations that are pushing that that agenda that isn't great like, or the the ideal that goes against what is morally right for most people uh it's going to scare them into taking or taking a step back or changing their policy or their their ideals to match more of what we would consider the ideal moral
1: stance. And it's so funny, too, because the problem that I'm going to say with cancel culture is there's no redemption. The idea behind failing is that you come back and you learn something. You got better for it. If you made a mistake. And you can genuinely learn from that. That's people talk about prison. The same people that go around canceling people are the same people that want prison reform. And it's like that these, and it's to regard these people that have made some horrendous errors that have landed them in prison. Not necessarily, because not everybody's in there because they did it and they're guilty, but the people that are guilty should get a second chance once they've thought about it and and can reevaluate their decision and maybe make different ones. And I think with cancel culture, people don't get a chance to to redeem themselves, to do that, to acknowledge the mistake and, and try and better themselves afterwards. They, they, they're kind of already, they've just been canceled mm-hmm. and everybody dislikes them now for this one thing they did. And even no matter how far they can try and come back from it, they, they just don't seem to.
0: Yeah. I think the funny thing with cancel culture too is like, you always get the people that take it that one step too far. And I think that's like it's kind of the whole idea of Karen's, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh and, don't even mean it.
0: And I know you told me earlier today that you would love to meet a Karen.
1: Oh yeah, that's the issue. See, so the only time I've ever had interactions with Karen's is when I was younger. And when you're y- really young, as like a kid, you're you're a little more nervous and hesitant to do stuff just because you kind of assume adults are right. And It's so funny because now that you're in this like twenty year old age, you you realize very quickly that they generally aren't not not necessarily always, but typically you're just as much in the right as they are. Most of so, the time,
0: because it's over something that's that's an opinion rather than a fact.
1: Exactly. So like I I don't know, um, but all I all I really want with Karens is I just want to have an interaction with them because oh my god the fun I could have with that it is like unbelievable and the best part is I've got I I'm I'm got to this point where I got this understanding that oh my god I could get into Karen's head so easily because I just I know what to do to push the buttons, like yeah. like for example, I, I don't know if they're they're yelling at me about something I'm doing and it's because they have kids. And then you know how you you know how you really make that karen even angrier you just use a bunch of terrible language in front of her kids she's gonna hate that even more you get her all riled up like <laughs> I, I think the goal with me interacting with these people would be to actually get them to a the point where they're gonna try and take a swing
0: what do you now, benefit do, from that
1: though or is this pure entertainment had, there's, there's nothing in my opinion more gangster than having somebody like vein popping out of their head screaming at you and you are calm cool composed and collected you look like a baller doesn't yeah, matter what you do and it makes them
0: and, look crazy
1: and it will be them look insane bro there's this video of a kid that was flying a drone on a beach and some lady like jumps on top of him and she's like four like she's like a four-year-old woman and she's hitting this like 15 <laughs> year old kid like just whacking him and he's like she's like quit assaulting me and he's like you're holding on to me and she's got like his shirt like pulled down almost his belly button like (laughs) half ripped and she's like you're assaulting me he's like no i'm not like let go (laughs) it's so funny because this kid is so cool calm and collected and it makes this lady just look like the even bigger and bigger of an idiot and she's gonna get in trouble you can't assault a minor
0: no i just I find this with every like video of a Karen that I've ever seen that they live in this delusion and I don't understand where it comes from. Like, how can you be so like in your own fantasy world that you don't realize you're the one assaulting the child? You know what I I mean? Like you're holding on to you. All you have to do is let go. Uh It's just like when someone's claiming they're drowning in the shallow and it's like, no, just stand up.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. And also, too, some people make such a big deal out of stuff that just isn't. Mm. They get so riled up about you doing something that is literally like a minor inconvenience to them. The right. minor, A like, minor. Like being too loud. I don't know. Right?
0: Like, I don't understand where the need to share your opinion with every stranger you ever see about something that isn't necessarily, you know, right or wrong it's just based on your own values. Like I get it. If I'm out in public and someone's being really loud, like I might be annoyed, but I'm not going to go out of my way at the restaurant or whatever to be like, can you just please shut the fuck up? All mm-hmm. right. Like I'm just, I'm going to just deal with it and move on. And it'll be like, Oh, this sucks. But you know, you know, whatever, maybe I can get some entertainment value out of it. Maybe they'll say some crazy stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't know just let people live their lives and stop, stop trying to make the world your utopia and understand that the world doesn't revolve around you. I think that's the big fault with Karen's is that the world revolves around them or their families.
1: But it doesn't. The world doesn't revolve around anybody.
0: No, it doesn't. But that I think that's the fault that they fall into. Right. And it's, it's tricky because you can't just, Tell them that. And I feel like Karen's have kind of become this thing where it's like. To be a Karen, you've grown up where you've been handed everything, because I don't think there's a Karen that grew up not having everything they wanted or not having someone agree with every opinion they ever had like that. Karen always had always had a yes, man.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that's dangerous. I I hate people that are just yes, men. I want my own opinion
1: and I want you to have
0: your own opinion.
1: But but I like that. You know what I hate? When people just tell you their one, when you you ask, and I do this with people, if they have an opinion about something, I don't always, and sometimes I do just disagree, Mm because I I, I have, I'm pretty stubborn, I have some strong opinions, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the time I'll actually ask questions about their opinion to try and learn more how they're thinking. Because, in all fairness, reality doesn't really exist. If you think about it, every single person, not one, not two people on this entire planet, see the world the same. Right. No, of course. It's, it's, it's really weird to think that you can divide yourself into one category, either Democrat or Republican, left wing, right wing, conservative, for political views. Because I feel like everybody takes a little bit of both, and everybody has such different opinions, and everybody's reality is based off just what they've perceived. So I think people, instead of just shouting their one opinion about something, should actually try and learn that other person's point of view and why they may think that way. And you can either formulate your... You can either further reinforce the opinion you currently have with that thing because you can say, okay, that's wrong. But you can also learn some stuff that maybe you didn't know about the other side and maybe adjust your opinion slightly or even just be less regarded the one way. But then what happens is you'll start asking people these questions about their opinion and they'll feel that they'll get super defensive and just keep repeating back basically the same argument they began with. And that's, that's when it kind of becomes an issue. And that's why I enjoy some of those like debate shows so much like uh, louder with Crowder. I don't know if you're watching, he does these bits called change my mind. And he comes out with a very, very controversial, um, statement like uh, male privilege doesn't exist change my mind and then what his goal is his goal is to actually get his mind changed he's trying to sit there and learn about how these other people think of it mm. in their way and understand and either further reinforce his opinion or or learn a little more about the other side and i think that's got to happen more and i think people need to be more willing to have a conversation with people with different opinions than them and i think by that they'll either get a better understanding of their own opinion they formed about that or or maybe change it a little bit
0: yeah and i think it's dangerous for you to keep us like one solid opinion throughout your entire life like your opinions should change on things <laughs> like the more you learn about something your opinion should either get more stronger or weaker or switch like if you just don't go through the <laughs> your life not learning something and changing your opinions and just being stuck on something it's very hard for me to believe that your opinion's right.
1: Because it feels
0: like you're just being so stubborn that you're not willing to listen to the other side and you've just made up your mind and you're not actively trying to find new ways to back your opinion or find new ways to switch your opinion or alter your opinion. Mm -hmm. But you could keep the same opinion but alter it slightly Mm -hmm. to be you know, more context dependent. Right. That's mm-hmm. fine. But like your opinion shouldn't be a static thing. Mm-hmm. Opinions are, are dynamic. They, they should change over time. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I wasn't huge into rap music. And then, you know, high school hit, I was starting to chat with new people and they introduced me to new music. And it's just, it's with music, especially, right? It's finding the genres and subgenres that you like. It's just your opinion for that style of music changes as you get older. Now I also like, you know, go back and listen to some older music. I listen to you know more variety of things. I'm not so stuck on
1: one genre I don't right? know, music's music a weird, weird thing, especially rap music because it's it's i, I like it's, it's weird because to think about because you these guys talk about very real situations that, even people that haven't experienced them can, can almost, I don't know, relate to or get a very good idea. Like the, the rap songs, in my opinion, that go the hardest are the ones that paint the best pictures of somebody else's situation because you, you kind of get to learn about them and who they are and what they want to show you. Like, yeah. That's what I find very cool about rap music is it's these harsh, harsh realities a lot of the time that are just being showcased in a very different manner. And it also shows kind of each person's circumstances and what they came from and what they're used to.
0: My issue with with that is when people start trying to fake it. Right. Buddy of mine, a very close buddy of mine actually kind of articulated this opinion to me the other day. And he was like, rap music's only good if they've really lived that situation because it's real. Mm -hmm. When people start faking it, it shows that the art form isn't like as, you know, full of talent as other forms of music where they can get a different emotion across because the emotion that rapper artists tend to be able to put across is this hard hitting grimy, you know, down to earth. But if it's so rep, like so easily replicable and so easily like uh fake, like you can put such a facade to, to create it is it really that talented of an art form? And, like, I don't necessarily agree wholeheartedly with the opinion, but I do agree in the sense that, like, you shouldn't be able to create something without the feeling of it being visceral to you.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. I feel like each guy... It it depends on the artist, too, because some of them choose to, as you said, kind of fake it, but then there's also that are very very real and talk about these real situations. Oh hundred percent. I think those are the guys though that that kinda like last. I, I don't mm. know. There's guys that can just make bangers too. Like like yep. Uzi. He doesn't he doesn't I don't relate to any Uzi music, but man, does he got some bangers.
0: I think but, like, the difference is like Uzi don't think touches on as much of like the, the dark, grimy stuff, right? That we were kind of talking about. But you were right when you said and I agree with you where the ones that stick around are the ones that truly lived it. The ones that are faking it never make it. Mm-hmm. And, like they never have the longevity.
1: Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And it's it's rappers got to do one of two things. They either need to be real, like Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, mm. very real. He he talks about the situations he had. Like that that song, "Good Kid, Mad City." The whole album, "Good Kid, Mad City," is is basically about how even though you may not be both that life if you live in a certain area it's 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 sometimes a necessity because if the block if people are like and i've never been in this experience but if people are shooting at like you're getting shot at in their shootings and stuff in your area you need to almost become a part of that violence in order to protect yourself which is a very like weird idea and i think the problem though with some of these guys that are authentic is they just don't last because that life eventually catches up to them and they're so young too man like Rappers too, as they get older, especially if they're that kind of pop, poppier artist, where they make more hit songs, they need to business up. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that have done really well are like your Jay Z, your P Diddy, those guys that have actually went and made brands out of their image, right? After the fact, rather than just kept it in rap music, because you're not going to stay relevant forever. That that's the truth. Mm-hmm.
0: No, but then there's I don't guys think anyone like, should.
1: Like like King vaughn like rest in peace. But um. He was very about it, and he lived that life, but that that life is ultimately, even when he was kind of out of it, is ultimately what killed him. Like, Young Thug paid Little Baby a, like, ridiculous amount of money for him to move out of the hood. Like I he, he that. Was, this yeah. is after Yes Indeed. Like, he's making so much money. He's got freestyling. He's got bangers on bangers. He's one of the biggest artists, and this friggin', he's too too obsessed with his kind of old life and what he used to do to to leave mm-hmm. and it's gonna be what ends his career and yeah just don't want like you don't want to see that
0: i wonder if for him it was like the worry of not knowing what to talk about after moving out right yeah like he doesn't have those experiences to draw on anymore if he moves So i wonder if that like, was I... like his his fear
1: yeah I don't know. They've they've got a business up. Snoop Doggy Dog has done a very good job of putting himself into like a figure. He you need to become you need to go from a rap rapper to a figure to like a public figure, basically. Mm-hmm. I agree guy.
0: entirely actually. That's that's the best I think person you could have picked to depict that, right? Where Snoop Dogg seems to be everywhere. Like I I, I swear to God, Snoop Dogg has clones because he's in like three places at once.
1: Guy knows how to make money that that's it he knows that he he made himself into a mogul that would last generations on generations and he's done it he hasn't snoop dogg hasn't really dropped much music
0: lately no but i think it's because he's like ingrained in like our culture still because he's like he interacts with the youth so much i think this is where we saw it the most recently was the the jake paul ben Askren fight snoop dogg believed just so much in jake paul that he put two million dollars on the table.
1: Yeah, I am I am tainted about that fight. I am I know, I am. but
0: like you see Snoop Dogg actually going out and like trying to find new talent. And I think that's where he's been successful in that he he didn't try and just roll with the same crew that eventually become tired, irrelevant, run through. He decided to continue moving with what the culture wanted.
1: Let's do this motherfucker, let's let's not forget, has taken Income diversification to like some next level. You can buy Snoop Dogg, like weed, ex- like smoking accessories. You can buy um Snoop Dogg cookbooks. You can buy Snoop Dogg edible cookbooks. You can buy like Snoop Dogg merch. You can buy Snoop Dogg friggin' listen to them in concerts, listen to them at shows, listen to them at speaking events, listen to them. Broadcasting, he has his own drink, like he has his own a wine man. How much more diverse can you can you get? You you really can't get any more diverse. Like he's diversified his income so well, and he's just it's coming in from so many different faucets. He's he's never gonna let himself. He's never gonna die out because he's gonna stay popular with our generation. And the cool thing I've found about music is it seems to pass down through generation. Like when I first got to school, I knew some. I was like you. I hadn't listen to a ton of rap music unless it was super mainstream and then when I played football a lot of the guys were playing like Bobby like old Bobby right before he got locked up Mm -hmm. like Chief Keef all these guys I'd never heard of and to be honest they were out of what I would consider my generation Mm -hmm. right even even Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and those guys The Chronic was made in 2001. You and I were one years old when that came out, but still know, still know the beat, still know the lyrics because they're that famous, but also too, because the older generations put us on.
0: Yeah. And this goes back to me telling you that the older generations role in our society is to pass down this wisdom. It doesn't have to be super philosophical all the time. It could be as easy as showing us music. And it doesn't necessarily have to be rap music. It can be anything. Like, my buddy Steven has gotten put on to so much classic rock by his dad to the point where they share that as a bonding thing. They have a love for ACDC, right? And it's just being able to show the new generations something that you grew up with, something that had a message for you so that they might find the same message and go back, and then they start learning about the history. And without history, you know, things will repeat themselves. Bad things will repeat themselves. And so children might be able to look at this old stuff and gain a message so that it doesn't repeat itself. And then they get new messages from the new things that other people have drawn on.
1: That scares the hell out of me about history.
0: No, 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 please, go.
1: We are going off some other fucker's opinion. Like, like in all fairness, who writes history? Historians but what makes them qualify like like we we're basically uh, like we're guessing and making assumptions Based off the knowledge that we have of what used to happen, based off these logs that were written by people, that's their opinion. It's it's really weird to think like to think about that because history kind of scares me a little bit because so many people too have such different interpretations of how slavery went and stuff like that, and it's 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 hard to really know because everybody's opinion is slightly biased. So is history could be biased like.
0: So I was listening to this this show on YouTube called Inside Jokes. It was a show by Andrew Schultz and. He takes comedians and they sit down, and they brainstorm ideas on how to make what was not a very good joke or maybe not an approachable joke approachable. Uh. And there's this one guy who was talking about this idea that if you were just to erase history and start fresh, right, and like not present the ideas of like the Holocaust, mm-hmm. someone might never even come up with the idea of the Holocaust again, like genocide. Like the idea of genocide could just fizzle out entirely if no one referenced genocide ever. It's just so, like if you did, like, made it disappear from the history books, who's to say it ever happened? And, and then who's to say it will ever be repeated because no one knows it ever happened, right? Yeah. We always say that his, we're learning from history, but not all of us are necessarily learning the right ideas from history, right? Someone might see the Holocaust and go, oh, Oh, that's a good idea and obviously it's not that's a terrible thing to do to someone a terrible thing to do to anyone but the idea of being like oh let's do the oh there's a gap in the history I don't know what that tragic event was anymore because it doesn't exist right you don't come up with that idea based on something it has Mm -hmm. to be fresh in your mind and if it's fresh in your mind coming straight of your thoughts you're a scary individual right at that point, you have some weird vendetta against someone for some reason or some group of people for some reason. And that now doesn't come from something you've learned.
1: But it, it's it's funny, though, because even though like like in the case of the Holocaust, history kind of did repeat itself. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, like the, re, the reason World War II happened is because we, we, like the allied nations that fought Germany the first time, wrote the Treaty of Versailles that screwed Germany over so bad. There were so many things that they were not not allowed to do because because of because of what they they previously done in the first world war and in doing so we created the monster that that started the second one right like when world war one ended adolf hitler was in a hospital bed in germany and he and you have these soldiers that have just come back from the war they've lost the war and now they're placed under all these restrictions to make their country less powerful because of the crimes they did before. You could almost in in you can't really blame the countries because they didn't know it was gonna happen. But by say by doing that to to that group, like to by basically putting restrictions on that group of people, you created an even worse monster. Right.
0: My my other, you know, whole example would be like the genocide in Rwanda. Would the um, the the group opposing uh, the people in Rwanda, right? Like the the two clans or tribes or whatever, would one have decided to try and commit genocide over the other if they hadn't potentially seen what had happened in in the Holocaust or even going back further in history? Would you know Hitler have had the idea of the Holocaust if he hadn't seen X event happen prior in history? Say like the Salem witch trials, right? You never know. Like, that's my point, right? And that was the whole thing this guy was getting at is if we just eliminated history, yes, we wouldn't have something to learn from, but we may not make the same mistakes because we don't have the example. That is true. So it's like this weird conundrum because like, you'll never know because it's not a feasible thing to do, right? Yeah. No, but it's never... an interesting It's an interesting
1: idea. It is an interesting idea. It's really interesting. Well, it's even interesting to think about the transfer of powers like between countries over time. A lot, like, right? Like it's, it's really weird. Well, at, at one at one point, uh, England was the superpower of the world. And then it was, right? At one point, the Ottoman Empire was the superpower of the world, which is a country that has been divided up into several countries. It doesn't exist anymore, right? Like Russia, it took so much for America to become the next superpower and it's going to shift again, right? Right? The the Romans at one point were the most powerful. The Egypt, like there were very very powerful civilizations all throughout history. Mm-hmm. And then coming forward in today, America seems to be that superpower, but eventually as history's shown us, the powers of the world collapse. They don't they don't stay forever. So when is that day going to come? Right. They they don't. And America has built their power on something very weird. They did it by offering to protect other countries. Right? America mm-hmm. capitalized on what they're best at, which right. is military strength. They they're not the best in the world at just about anything else other than incarcerating people and <laughs> having a large military yeah but the, 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 it, 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 it sounds like an asshole thing to say but it's true
0: oh no, you're so, right i, I mean
1: I facts don't care yeah. about your feelings that's 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 what i like to go with
0: <laughs> i mean you're not wrong Yeah.
1: Uh, I guess, I guess too. I got to give Ben Ben Shapiro some credit for that. That's, that's his line. It's it's on a t-shirt. I want to get one of those t-shirts. Just facts don't care about your feelings.
0: I mean, it's such a relatable thing to say. I mean, for most people, because it's just the harsh truth that people generally don't want to accept. Like people don't understand that as much as they want their opinion to be true, the facts outweigh it. And there's no way you
1: can stop that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But the, the, these other people, the, the, now we're getting this new group of people. Let's say they don't believe in statistics and they don't believe in science. L- literally, the two metrics we have come up that w- we have used to understand the entire world, how it works, like, like like, pretty much at this point, we got the planet 99% figured out other than the ocean. Right. We, we know mo pretty much every species that exists on Earth. Now, we're still finding a few new ones, but very few. Yeah, it's not at the same rate as it used to be. Pretty much, and we pretty much know how the systems of all of these species work because we can treat animals. We understand how gravity works, which is what's keeping us on the ground. We understand how our earth rolls around the sun and how come we don't feel that. We understand our atmosphere. We understand so much about the world and you build so many of these opinions on this understanding. And then there's these people that say, well, I don't believe in statistics. They're flawed. Or I don't believe in science. How? Mm. Like If something has been tested over and over and over and over and over again, at what point do you say that everybody should believe that?
0: That's fair. I mean, it's kind of like the whole idea, of, too, of like whether or not people believe the earth is round or not, right? Like, like there's some crazy- If you crazy still believe thing. the
1: earth is flat, I, like, like, go to space and see for yourself.
0: My buddy sent me the funniest or Twitter page the other the world day.
1: Or and wait till you fall off.
0: No, my buddy sent me the funniest page the other day, and it was this thing called the Dinosaur Earth Society. And it's this group of people that believe the earth is shaped like a dinosaur. And there are giant ice walls keeping the water from falling off the edge. And it looks like it was a page created by a guy who was just, you know, joking around, but is now garnered. This massive cult following and it killed me. It was the funniest thing I have seen in so long, and I just love the fact that there's so many people out there that believe or that want to believe that the Earth is not round. That they're willing to decide that it's the shape of a dinosaur.
1: Yeah, like that's what scares me about cults. They're too easy to start and run. I know. Like, like they're so easy. Oh my god! If I wanted to run a cult, I'd have the greatest. Like, bro, I could run a cult. Like I
0: tried to convince one of my been- buddies in high school to go to his guidance counselor and and tell them that after school, he wanted to be a cult leader and see what they could do for him.
1: Bro, it's not that hard, though. It's super easy. All you got to do is you got you to gotta, you gotta take some opinion and prove it to be factual slightly. You just need to have some form of proof, and a proof can be complete illusion, and you need to get people to believe in this. You need to sell it. You need, you need some skills. You need to be a bit of a good salesman. You got to be a little bit charismatic, and then you got to figure out who to pick for that cult. If you're starting a cult, you don't pick you're everyday people that are stubborn and opinionated mm. you go for those people that are down on their luck are looking for something to believe in and are maybe maybe not the most Are their opinions have been challenged recently so they're 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 scared about what they actually know and then if you can assure them that whatever you're doing is right and by them doing this they will be able to get themselves out of that situation you can give yourself such
0: power. You kind of just grabbed the scenario of, like... Oh, I'm... Maybe I'm we're, gonna... like... Of, like, 9-11, how we've all, like... For some reason, like, they convinced a lot of people that all Muslim people are terrorists.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like know.
0: it's such a... Cults, in general, are such a dangerous thing to start. But, like, the way you begin them is also just the way a lot of ideology start and a lot of like um, biases or uh, prejudice starts right
1: you know it's funny too it's not okay to assume to generalize and say that all people from a certain place or mm-hmm. of a certain color or anything like that yeah. like are terrorists or are criminals or anything like that that is terrible and horrid to say yeah but all men are rapists <laughs> well that's not a problem like, like no 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 like, do, you, do you hear the ridiculousness of, of what i'm saying like yeah Uh, My point again Generalization
0: is a dangerous
1: game It's a dangerous game It's a very dangerous game And we know it's a dangerous game That's what's so funny But we're still playing it We don't learn from our history We're stupid We do the same things Over and over again We just use the tools differently Based on who they benefit That's the end all the be
0: Yeah a hundred percent And that's the funny thing Because like Generalization is like Playing a game of Russian Roulette Where five of the six times You're gonna be fine But that one time You generalize something and it's just
1: really bad. It's going to end you. I got an idea, Ian. For a podcast episode we're doing soon. Because here's the thing: I want to prove. We're gonna take a couple people. We're gonna we're gonna divide everybody into groups. We're doing this. We're doing this full segregation style. All right. We're dividing everybody into groups. All right. All right, we're doing this. We're we're doing a couple. We're doing a a couple white men. Couple uh, like we're picking a couple people from each culture. Mm -hmm. We're picking a couple people from each gender. So Mm -hmm. there's at least at least two people, or even we do this in in a segment on each episode. In the first one, we bring in nothing but white males. Second Mm -hmm. one, we bring nothing but black males. Third one, we bring nothing but Asian women fourth one we bring nothing but and we and we take these people and we ask them very difficult questions and we see what their answers are and i bet you a thousand dollars that even though you have two people from it what you'd consider that same demographic group they Mm -hmm. have they would have probably less in common than two people from completely different demographic groups or even the same amount
0: right I like this idea a lot.
1: And I I actually think it would just be a very interesting kind of social experiment because it would show the flaw of generalization. Mm -hmm. Because if you can prove that... X amount of people have these different opinions, and then imagine you do that on an even larger scale. How much larger that divide gets?
0: Isaac, today is the day we declare war on generalization. Bro, this is the time.
1: This is the time. Today is the you. You want to watch the Modeling Decisions podcast? You want to know what this podcast is about? We're tearing down generalization (laughs) to start, motherfuckers. All right. make your You're own opinions. We're all
0: different. We're all unique. No, no more need for generalization. Get rid of it. Get that word out of your vocabulary. It's done. No more generalizations. This is the mildly indecisive podcast.
1: Uh-huh. We, we are mildly indecisive, and sometimes we disagree. And I like I like this idea because it will solve, it will prove something in a very, very concrete way. And the other, the 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 weird like the other thing too i think that people get tied up in a lot when they're listening is they is what you say how somebody perceives what you've said versus what your actually your intentions are can be two completely different things have you ever had that where you've said something to somebody that you didn't mean in an offensive way you're maybe making a joke or something like that and somebody got incredibly offended and you're like oh my god i didn't mean for you to take it that way Mm -hmm. it's in those situations it's kind of weird because a lot of people naturally assume the person that said it's in the wrong yeah but how so you you couldn't know ahead of time that that person wasn't going to perceive what you said that way you you don't know what's leaving your mouth because you think differently so i think by doing this experiment what people will they like people's perception of what questions even are you got to make the questions interesting mm-hmm. you can't make them super simple answers you can't make them yes or no answers because in yes or no answer situations, you're going to get a lot of similarities, but that's because you've only given people limited options.
0: Right. So, so we have to come up with some questions that are super polarizing and that aren't just yes or no. So also this is a great uh, idea If anyone that is listening to this, has any idea for any hard hitting questions, uh, tweet them at us at mildly indecisive, comment them on our DMS on Instagram at mildly underscore indecisive. Um, or comment on the uh, in the YouTube video at the mildly indecisive podcast and uh, we can look through there. We can try and find some, uh, some interesting, uh, some interesting questions. And we'll try and come up with some on our own here. And uh, we'll, we'll try and conduct a little social experiment over the course of the next few
1: episodes. Exactly. I like this. I, I like this idea too. I just, I think it could be very interesting. No, just for sure. to see. And you got to pull, I, I think two people's underestimate sometimes what you've already seen and what your perceptions of different things, how much those make up your opinion. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, your opinions are all based on things that you um you know learned in the past and it's all based on your personal experiences right so Mm -hmm. i think people it's scary when people just try and you know appropriate the opinions of other people Mm -hmm. if if you will um make your own opinions it's the whole thing about an opinion is it's yours and it's uniquely yours uh stealing someone else's opinion is generally not you know True to yourself, and And I think that's dangerous.
1: You need to listen to a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. You should really people need to get more diverse with their media. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should listen to either Fox or CNN. I think you should listen to a bit of both because you're going to get both sides, and what you're also going to start to realize is how polarizing each of them are, and you'll you'll be able to almost remove some of their biases by by seeing how each side tackles the problem, and then you can formulate your own opinion somewhere in the middle.
0: I think that's a great point. I think it's something we should also cover uh, in another podcast because that's something I think we could talk about forever, but I think this is almost a great spot to uh, leave off our first uh, Mildly Indecisive podcast. Um,
1: Oh, definitely.
0: I I hope everyone enjoyed it. If you did, hit the like button on YouTube. If you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating. That'd be fantastic. Um, (laughs) Until then, uh, you can find me personally at uh, Ian Bambro on... Instagram. It's uh, B-A-M-B-R-O-U-G-H. Isaac, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh,
1: no, not really. I'm just going to say, you know what? You can also go follow me at Isaac.Hamilton.1, I believe is, is my social media handle. I'm not 100% positive. And as usual, our podcast is always sponsored by the wonderful Cookies Glass Company. Cookies Glass Company, for all of your smokable and wearable and any other type of glass needs, go to Cookies Glass Co. On Instagram, uh, you may need to verify your age because Instagram has now added age verification on their products, which is good because we don't want the youngins using it. That's once again, cookiesglass.co on Instagram. You can the also find them at this uh, cookies, cookies, Gla- cookies. cookiesglasscompany.com. Yeah. To shop online, go to cookiesglasscompany.com.